Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. When it comes to comfort down below, there's underwear and there's Tommy John, the revolutionary clothing brand that's redefined comfort for Americans everywhere, including me. To put it simply, Tommy John doesn't give an F. They give three Fs, fabric, fit, and function. See what he did there? Tommy John obsesses over every little detail and stitch by using proprietary fabrics that perform like nothing you've ever worn before. As a result, Tommy John's men's and women's underwear sport a non-wedgie guarantee. No wedgies. Comfortable, stay put, waistbands, and a range of fabrics that are luxuriously soft, feather-light, moisture-wicking, breathable, and designed to move with you, not against you. No bunching, no riding up. If you prefer to shop in stores, you can find them in over 1,200 retail locations across the country. Give three Fs about your underwear and upgrade with Tommy John today. Hurry to TommyJohn.com slash Patrick for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash Patrick for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash Patrick. Once again, hurry to TommyJohn.com slash Patrick for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com slash Patrick. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. James Dolan's the worst owner in all of professional sports. Am I going to die before we win another championship? This is Dan Patrick. Hour two on this Thursday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Once again, down a Danette. Fritzy is out today, and hopefully we'll see him, if not tomorrow, then next week. Phone calls are welcome, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle with DP Show. Say good morning, good morning, to our radio partners. And also, youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show. I listened to you when you said we can't see your show on a regular basis. We don't have direct TV, or you may not be capable of getting BR Live, our former partners. Well, everybody around the world can get YouTube, so enjoy. No more excuses, and thank you for uh, all the feedback that we've gotten. We do a cut-down version of the show. And it's a half hour. The French kid does a great job every single day. Social media clips. Mario and company in the back are doing that. And, of course, YouTube. I got the big German who's directing the show, which is kind of scary, something he's never done. And then Dylan, who used to get our breakfast, he's now doing graphics. Yep, that's the way it works on this program. I got Tyler, who I don't even know what Tyler did uh, in his previous life, but uh, now he's a cameraman in here. So, yeah, come on in. (laughs) I I give you jobs that you probably don't have any experience, but I just say, yep, go ahead. There, there's Tyler right there. Tyler's job was basically to feed and pet the big German kid's dog, Penny. That was his that was his job. Yeah, boy. We kind of defeat the uh, go to college and study and find your field uh, whole motif. I just I just say, hey, if you show up, I probably got a job for you. You go from getting breakfast one day to doing graphics. Yes, yeah, the big lack of student debt on this side of the uh, glass, <laughs> and I'm proud to be among them. A lot of cigarettes, though. Proud to be among them. All righty. Um, Steph Curry reportedly returns tonight against the Raptors. Some fans don't understand why he's coming back. He broke that left hand back on October 30th, and now Golden State has the worst record in the league, currently the number one overall pick. But this isn't a great draft, and if you're taking James Wiseman, the kid out of uh, Memphis, uh LaMelo Ball, if you want him. Uh, it was a kid at uh, Georgia. Anthony Edwards. Anthony, yeah, Edwards. Yeah, I mean, and there might be some guys who emerge in this draft. But, you know, the way it stands now, this isn't one of those San Antonio Spurs season where you end up getting Tim Duncan or David Robinson. You know, it's a little bit different than that. 
But I, I want to give credit to Steph Curry for wanting to play. I mean, that's what you do. You're a professional basketball player. I mean, Michael Jordan broke his foot in the second year, and then he came back the last 10 games, and people reacted the same way. Why don't you just sit down? Then he scored 63 points on the Celtics in the Boston Garden. <laughs> That's why you play. He's been sitting for three and a half months not doing anything. You know, as Ray Ratto, the Bay Area columnist, pointed out, they need to win 23 out of 20 games to make the playoffs. So it's impossible for them to make the playoffs. But still, it'll be fun to see him out there tonight against the Raptors. I don't know if he's on a minutes count, but... 25 minutes of Steph Curry is better than no Steph Curry at all. And if you're, Ste- you know, Steve Kerr, he probably understands this. I mean, he played with Michael Jordan. You play. You know, Clay Thompson came back onto the court after he blew out his knee just to shoot free throw. Like, this is what players do. You want to be smart? Uh, you know, Kevin Durant trying to come back. I-, I know there's always a risk. There's a risk every day of your life of something. This is what they do. This is what they want to do. And I applaud them. I think it's I think it's great that Steph wants to come back. But let's let's be real here. This isn't a knee. It's not an Achilles. It's not a foot. It's his non-shooting hand. I think he'll be okay. I don't think he's gonna run down the floor and be favoring his left hand. Has he got hand management? Is he only gonna <laughs> dribble with his right hand? I know he shoots, you know, with his right hand, but Man. And then you have Zion Williamson. Zion looked tired last night. And I I agree with load management with him because he is a load. He's 300 pounds and he's coming back from knee surgery. That's different. That's where I do limit you. I think the Pelicans got caught up in, hey, we're playing the Mavs and it's Luka. We're on a roll. We're playing well. You took him into overtime. And Zion didn't play well at all. Porzingis and Luka did play extremely well. But that's the number one offensive team in the country. And if you're the Pelicans, you don't need me to tell you this, but I'm going to. Don't worry about this season. It's not about making the playoffs. You're just trying to figure out what you have. you got Ingram, who is developing into a lethal scorer. Lonzo is finally showing the signs of being the number two overall pick in the draft. If you get a free agent now who might want to play with this nucleus there, do you keep Holiday? You know, the, Josh Hart, you need some help there. You know, his favors the guy you want in the middle. But as you move forward, you did well. You, you traded a guy that you had to trade because he wasn't staying. And you did well in the trade. Both teams won. Because LeBron has a chance to win another one or two titles, maybe. And he needed Anthony Davis to do that. The Pelicans, you're starting something that could be really, really fun to watch. Yeah, Paul. I agree with what you're saying, and you're completely right, but I sure would like to see the Pelicans at the eighth seed for just a handful of games against the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs. There's this, this, this playoffs has no Steph Curry, no Clay. No Durant, no Kyrie maybe. There's a lot of stars missing. I wouldn't mind a first-round Lakers-Pelicans match. Oh, just for entertainment purposes only. Oh, yeah, I'd love it. But I, that's not what my goal is. Here's Alvin Gentry being questioned last night after the loss on Zion Williamson. 
I think he's fine. We worry about him too freaking much, okay? He's fine. He's 19 years old. He'll be fine. He almost let one slip. But, uh, yeah, he's only 19. And I can think back when I was 19 and the amount of basketball that you played. You played hours of basketball on asphalt. Zion has played a lot of basketball leading up to this. High school, AAU, uh, the one year at Duke when you're on, you know, the big stage there with 31 games. But you do play a lot when you're younger. And it's different, though, with Zion because we need to look at him being in shape because he sat out. He had the knee injury. And then coming back, and everybody said, well, he's not in shape. I don't think he is in shape. Not yet. But when he does, then you're going to be ready to compete. And you start a season. This is just that sort of that feeling out process. And then next year, let's see what that roster looks like. And he is, he'll be not on a limit, you know, minutes limit here as well. But I just thought this was a great, you know, welcome to the party. Nice to meet you. Now let's figure out what we have. Because when you play with a player like Zion, Zion's different. Because he doesn't have a knockdown jump shot. He likes to get the ball at the foul line extended, and then he likes to you know take you left or right. Or he just sort of follows up his miss, and then he's so quick at jumping that he dunks it. That's not the typical player you have in the NBA now. Like, he's, he's unique. You know, there's nobody like him. And that's what I think, you know, New Orleans has to figure out what do they need to have that are complementary figures. You got to have, like, Lonzo Ball has got to knock down shots, like he did last night. Maybe not with that consistency or that accuracy, but he has to. He might be the most important part of all of this. He's running the offense. You get transitional baskets, but when Zion's double-team, Lonzo Ball must hit shots because if I'm playing defense on him, I still don't think he can hit a big-time shot on a consistent basis. Yeah, McClellan. You didn't describe any defensive players when you were putting your Pelicans together. That's... I mean, they let up a lot of points. Well, there's a lot of teams that give up a lot of points in today's NBA. They seem to give up more than most of them. <laughs> you know, they let Minnesota go for 140. Without like Carl Anthony Towns. Roster. Yeah, I get that. Is that something when you're building that team that you have to think about? Like, do they need a Draymond or somebody to come in? and? Well, I don't. You know, Lonzo Ball is a good defender, good rebounder. Zion is undersized, but obviously plays larger. I don't think anybody pointed out his defense except for a couple of blocked shots at Duke. You know, you know that, that sort of help defense, and then you get – like Ben Wallace won you know, Defensive Player of the Year by not guarding his man but coming off the ball and blocking shots. I don't know if you're going to get that with New Orleans. Um, you know, Holiday's supposed to be a really good two-way guard, but you know, defense is optional with the Pelicans. But the Warriors aren't known for their defense, and they build a champion. Can the Pelicans be that kind of team? I think if you look back on those Golden State teams, they did play defense. I, I think that they came up with a lot of steals. I think that the Golden State Warriors were like the uh, running rebels in the early 90s. People didn't think they played defense. Well, that their offense was predicated on their defense. Like They got out in transition because they were really good defenders. Uh, you know, Greg Anthony and Anderson Hunt, uh, Stacey Ogman. You know, those were they were good defenders, and I think with Golden State, you think of them as just glamour boys who just shoot jump shots. But and Steph's not a great defender. Clay Thompson is. Kevin Durant turned into be a really good defender. 
Uh, and then you had some rim protectors there. And then Draymond's a really good defender. The Golden State did play defense, contrary to popular belief. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, you always need those guys. Like, remember Looney, the guy in Golden State, the guy, the guys who are eighth man on the bench who say, you're not going to get any shots tonight. You can clean up some garbage. You can hit down low. Like, JaVale McGee w- went under control for the Lakers. It's fantastic. When he was on the Golden State, he was really good. You need a couple of those guys who know they're not getting the ball unless they earn it. And the Lakers have a couple of those guys. You know, Dwight Howard is one of those guys. JaVale McGee is one of those guys. Anthony Davis plays good defense. You know, Toronto played good defense when they needed to last year. There will be a moment where whoever wins the title will look back and say, you know what, they did a great job on such and such. It, it, it happens every year. You did a great job on that person because it's a seven-game series. You focus all your attention on stopping one team, one person, one part of somebody's game. The great teams, they overcome that. But defense does play a role still in the NBA. Because now you see these teams. Look at Milwaukee. Milwaukee's a great defensive team. They're going to win 70 games. Nobody talks about their defense because that's not exciting to talk about. But they do play defense. Yeah, McClellan. I Danny Green on the Lakers is a perfect example of what you're talking about. Like, you never think about him. And then he's defending somebody in the playoffs with the yeah. Raptors last year, right? Yeah, it's all about matchups. You get to that point where you go, and this is going to be a problem for the Lakers, guarding the wing, guarding the three. That'll be a problem. Hitting free throws and guarding the wing. You know, those are things that I would have, you know, concerns about. Obviously, LeBron staying healthy, Anthony Davis staying healthy, but these are these are issues with that team. Being able to be a good free throw shooting team and hitting free throws when you need to hit free throws. That's really the key. And I think that's often overlooked because those free throws, you start to pucker up when you get to the playoffs there. Yeah, McLovin. I was, remember that question you had earlier, who won the Pelicans-Lakers trade? Yeah. Do the Lakers need to win a title to, to quote-unquote, win that trade? Probably. Yeah, probably. I, I don't even know if Anthony Davis is staying there. I, assuming, I'm, I assume he's staying there with the Lakers. Uh, and you got LeBron who willingly said, I'll be the point guard. And previous years, he didn't want to be the point guard. He willingly said, I'll be the point guard here. And if I'm Anthony Davis, why wouldn't you stay in a situation like that? Plus, you're with the Lakers. You're playing in Los Angeles. But I, I still think the Pelicans won the deal. Because they, they gave up somebody that they had to give up. And they got some players in return who have made them an interesting team. Because they could have ended up with nothing. If Anthony Davis went to the Lakers. Yeah, McLeod. I didn't even remember Anthony Davis was still a free agent. It's been so quiet. Yeah. I mean, he will be. Yeah. It does, that, we don't talk about that at all. So. Yeah, I imagine. That hasn't, nobody's stoking that fire yet. But let's, let's see what happens if they win. Cowboys. Yeah, he's going to go to the Cowboys. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. yeah, if it was the NFL, we'd be all over that. All it takes is just say somebody's going to the Cowboys. No matter what sport it is, Cowboys. Chris Bryant, Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, doesn't matter. Going to the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm hearing Joe Burrow, Cowboys. Get clicks. That's how it works. Joe Burrow. They're taking Tua and Joe Burrow, Cowboys. Uh, the Tom Brady uh, rumor mill is uh, still in full force here. Um, yeah, Paul. There are some stories out there, Dan, with actual news-ish that 
there's multiple reports that Tom Brady had a phone conversation no, with Bill yeah, Belichick. Yeah. Now, in a couple of those news reports, it says that according to sources, that call didn't go that well. That means one of the two gentlemen on the call, unless there was a conference call, unless they were mm-hmm. at a park having mm-hmm. the call, mm-hmm. gave it up to the media. Well, I'm going to guess I know where what side probably gave it up. <laughs> I'm going to guess. But um, it didn't go well. Tom Brady's camp knows the following. Bill Belichick was ready to move on from Tom Brady a couple of years ago with Jimmy Garoppolo. So he, Tom already knows that. So why you, you can't go, boy, I'm surprised that Belichick would move on from Tom Brady. Now, he doesn't have a Jimmy Garoppolo. And at the time, with Jimmy Garoppolo, Bill Belichick found his next muse. Like He was like, I, I got my guy. So Tom can't be surprised, and he's not. But... I don't. I can't imagine any conversation with Bill Belichick going really well. And he and he doesn't. He treats Tom the way he treats every other player on the team. Now it's worked, but it's worked because Brady has made it work. Brady's the one who gets yelled at in practice. You know, Belichick doesn't mince words. You know, he's tough on Brady. Now that's made Brady a, a better player, I'm guessing. But at some point, you say, "Man, dude." I mean, come on, 20 years? Like, you're still saying that stuff to me? But that's Belichick. Belichick is not changing, not changing for Brady now. And, uh, you know, the talks were not fruitful, I think was one of the quotes attached to this. Not fruitful. This might be a situation where, and the wild card is, Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft is the one who stepped in with the Garoppolo-Brady situation. Because he's the guy who can say to Belichick, this is what I want done. He did it with Garoppolo. Now, there were multiple reports that Brady said to Robert Kraft, you know, you need to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Whether that's true or not, those are the reports. The ESPN report was that. And I could understand it, you know, because Brady had to feel the, you know, he had to hear those footsteps. And he had to see that Belichick loved Jimmy Garoppolo because he found somebody who went to a small school and he found his next quarterback. That's why Brady knows that this is serious, that that Belichick could move on. And I know I bring it up all the time, but I can't help but think of this. Whenever I hear, you know, Brady and Belichick, you know, it's a business relationship. And I go back to that Eagles Super Bowl. And when I interviewed Brady earlier in the week, and I said, do you ever think you'll open up the scrapbook with Bill Belichick and reminisce? And he looked at me like, that's the dumbest question you could possibly ask. And he goes, no. (laughs) Like, it was crazy to even think something like that. Not that that's what coach and quarterback do. I don't know if Montana ever did that with Bill Walsh or, you know, Mike Ditka did it with Jim McMahon. And I, I don't know if those things ever happen, but... You have created the greatest quarterback coaching duo in probably sports history, right? I could be Red Arbach and Bill Bill Russell. That was a great combo. But I don't know if they would have opened up the scrapbook and gone down memory lane. But I think that their relationship was a whole lot better than Brady and Belichick. You know, Red Arbach did a lot of things. You know, he was he was. The one who had Africa, you know, all five, you know, starting five was African-American. Bill Russell became the head coach of the Boston Celtics. Like, there was a relationship there. 
I don't think there's any relationship with Belichick and Brady. I think you see them emotional one moment, what, six years, six times, when they win the Super Bowl. And that's it. They hug each other, and it's like, oh, my God, there's so much emotion built up here. And then you realize, then there's none after that. They go their separate ways, and you'll I'll see you at OTAs, and that's it. It's a business, and it'll be a business decision. But the man who runs the business, the businessman in the group, is Robert Kraft. And Robert Kraft might have to make a business decision that Bill Belichick does not like. All right, we'll take a break. 20 after the hour, the uh, Nick Walenda issue that we have. Last night, he walked across a volcano, and we have an issue with that. Have that for you coming up. Phone calls are welcome, 877-3DP-SHOW. 21 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. There's a guy here who works on the show, uh, Alan, our IT guy, who also uh, cooks a lot. He's sort of like the IT chef, we call him. Uh, a lot of people don't know that he's actually super into surfing. He absolutely loves surfing. And you can tell when he's been working on your computer because there's always some type of live stream up of a surfing competition somewhere all over the world. And uh, I was really excited to tell him about this podcast, actually. It's brought to you by the World Surf League. Uh, it's called The Lineup with Dave Prodan. It's taking you on a deep dive into the world of surfing. Dave talks to everyone in the field on a level that both surfers and non-surfers can appreciate, which is really good because while I don't surf, I always have uh, loved sort of that lifestyle and that culture because surfing is absolutely a lifestyle. You can listen to The Lineup with Dave Prodan today on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcast. That's World Surf Leagues The Lineup. Check it out on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mavs head coach, Rick Carlisle, in about 25 minutes. By the way, new gear. Go to the Dan Patrick Show store. Fresh T-shirts. We got St. Patrick's Day. We got a shout-out to Mookie Betts, as well as classics like McLovin's Broken Glasses. You can see all the T-shirts we have. DanPatrick.com to check them out. Tell us what you think. Got a couple other ideas for some T-shirts, and uh, we'll have those in the works as well. Go to rockauto.com, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. Can't say enough good things about rockauto.com. When I was uh, working on or had somebody work on my 1953 Chevy five-window pickup, I was trying to find some parts for it and uh, having a hard time. And then I went to rockauto.com, and I was able to look at some of the part brands, prices, features, and they were available 24-7. And, you know, it was one of those where – Something says no longer available on one website. That was not the case with Rock Auto. The parts are delivered right to your home or office or the man cave in this uh, case. Why waste time and money? Uh, you're hunting for those parts, phoning, driving, waiting in lines. Go to rockauto.com today and make sure you uh, tell them that we sent you. Right, Dan Patrick, in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you all the parts your car or truck, whatever you need, rockauto.com. Last night, the... Uh, 
Nick Walenda uh, extravaganza. So the uh, the flying Walendas been around for a hundred years, and Nick Walenda didn't he uh, cross Niagara Falls? Yes. On a wire, sort of on a wire, I think. Right? Didn't he have a little bit of help? Well, with that going back, Nick, uh, harness. Nick, yeah, Nick Walenda last night crossed what Nicaragua. I can never pronounce that. I need your help, Stephen. Nicaragua. Yeah, I cannot pronounce it. <laughs> he went over a, an active volcano, walking the wire, but he had a safety harness that. Prevents him from dying. It does not help his balance, according to Nick Melinda, but it, it helps him, you know, safety part. He won't die. Yeah. And then a couple last year, he did the Niagara Falls with a safety harness. In 2013, he did the high wire act at the Grand Canyon. Remember that? Mm. With Discovery Channel. Mm. Here's the thing. It's not Nick's choice. I guess it kind of is, but the ABC forced him or convinced him the past two times to wear the safety harness, and ABC said, we will not broadcast unless you do. They're not going to take the chance of him dying on live TV. Now, Discovery Channel, they're real men, and they said, hey, no problem. Go out there, Alfresco, and, and go for it. So now it's it's not really Nick's choice because I don't think a, a TV network will put him on TV, national TV. Was there any issue last night? I, I didn't watch because it, it was a two-hour special. Would you have watched if he didn't have the safety harness? I would have flipped back, but I was watching Pelicans and Mavs, and that to me seemed a little bit more exciting than a guy walking across the volcano for some reason. Now, if the volcano was erupting and he didn't have a harness on, okay. I kind of, maybe I'm a little spoiled here. When Evil Knievel used to do this stuff, you didn't even know if he was going to live or not. I guess I think a lot of people have an issue with the safety harness. Now, he's still a very talented man to have that type of balance, but if there's no risk of death, it takes away the whole you know, risk of death part. Yes. It'd be like uh, crossing co- uh, hot coals with shoes on. Yes. Right. If Alex Honnold had done free solo, with uh, a harness. but there was a harness on him, you'd be like, duh, who cares? He, that's the guy who free solo is the guy. He, he climbed up uh, El Capitan in, uh, in Yosemite. Yeah. Without any ropes, any wires, any nets, any help. It was just his hands and his feet. Yeah. I don't know what the ratings are. Did anybody see the overnight ratings for that? The uh, Nick Walenda over a volcano. It was the number one tightrope show of the night. Oh, you know that. <laughs> Clear house. But Evil Knievel didn't land in a foam pit. No, Evil Knievel. I mean, that was real. Like he's he's going over the Snake River Canyon in a rocket, and then he had a his motorcycle crashes at Caesar's Palace. I mean, crazy. Yeah, Paul. If you were Nick Willenda, I'm sure you made good dough for last night. I'm sure ABC did well, and it's a big market. But would you find a television network that would let you do it without the safety harness? If I was still making great money, and it was still some, it was still exciting, and I could live, then yeah, I'd probably take the easy way out. Like I, I'm not for degree of difficulty anymore in my life. I'm probably in the position I, I'm in physically because of that. Not anymore. Yeah, uh, see. Yeah, and what does it say about the network that will let you die? <laughs> like you pitch this to Netflix, and they're like, yeah, do it, die. Great. But do, we, do we still get the footage? Do we still get the footage? If your last name's Melinda, though, you're not supposed to die of old age. I mean, isn't that the, like company policy? Well, if your grandfather died that way. Yeah, Papa Melinda, uh, Carl Melinda, he died in Puerto Rico, I think, crossing a building, yeah. and it was on video. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I don't want to follow in my grandfather's footsteps in that way. I, I'm following. And in don't his become a high wire walker. Yeah. Oh no, you I could be an accountant. Manage the Willenda Fund. Yeah. Have you ever seen that documentary, Man on a Wire? Yes. 
it's about the this. Uh, I think he's French. He is going in between the two trade centers, and he doesn't have a harness on, and he's just up there crossing over from one trade center in New York to another. But now, if that was called man on a wire, with while, a hooked harness. Up to, while hooked up to a bunch of other wires for safety, yeah, who's tuning in? You wouldn't watch it. I, I know. I, like, I don't want to see somebody die on TV. No, but you want the I want possibility. The, yes, I would want the possibility. I would. That would be interesting. You know, you get some like network that goes, yeah, we don't care if he dies. Yeah, we're okay. Wait, what's the big deal? If you said it was Nick Willenda untethered tomorrow night on ABC, I'm tuning in. I don't know if I do that. I watched the whole Grand Canyon one from wire to wire. No, no pun. But because there's the chance, yeah, Nickelend. I'm sorry, yeah, Nickelend actually had to squat down a couple times well, when he did the one in the Grand yeah, Canyon. Yeah, but when he did the Niagara Falls, I was like, come on. He got. I think he got wet. Like that was the, <laughs> like, what's at stake here? He could possibly get wet. Like you might as well just do it three feet off the ground then. <laughs> well, at Niagara Falls, you're right. Go to like some kid gym. Nick Willenda crosses a laminate floor. But but if you have him going across Niagara Falls, if he falls in, all right, now there's something at risk here. Right, right. Because see, it's all about the risk. Yes. And then I give you the reward if you give me the risk. Like if, if I watch, I want to know there's something at stake here. Yeah, can you imagine the embarrassment of falling with a harness on? So you fall like eight feet, and your your arms are like oh, you're hanging there. like a <laughs> yeah, you're just hanging there like you're confused, and then two, two bros have to come in from the local PD and fire help. department and help you out. Like your older brother just hung you on a doorknob with a wedgie, yeah, and you're stuck like yeah. this. Yeah, not good. Yeah. Nick Walenda. Didn't Chris Harrison of The Bachelor host that day? Did he? I think so. There's more chance of death than a bathroom. I, I know. Well, they die a slow death there. The roses die. <laughs> yes, Nick Love. Yeah, that feels Chris like Chris Harrison. It feels, I'll double check that. Yeah. It feels like a Chris Harrison job. Yeah. Well, he's, I think, he's amazing at that kind of thing, too. Well, we proposed a, a bachelor version of Tom Brady where they're not women. They're just coaches and GMs who are going to be in the house. And then they all fight for their right to be able to get Tom Brady alone so they can pit, make their pitch for him to join their team. I don't think you'd get eight coaches or GMs who'd be willing to do that. But if you did, and then Brady would have the rose ceremony, and he would, you know, is he going to give a rose to Belichick? Yes, McLaughlin. I just have a hunch that Bill Belichick's girlfriend mm-hmm. would be into this kind of thing. Maybe if he pushes Bill into these situations, like fashion shoots, He's there, done a couple there, is, months. there is no way Belichick would do something like this. All right. No way. But if he did, if I had all these coaches in there, so John Gruden's in there, Belichick's in there, Mike Vrabel's in there, and then you're able to watch these guys over as soon as free agency starts at like 12.01, that show goes live. And then you got Brady there, and they're waiting for him to wake up in the morning or stop by. They're all doing their plans, game plans, what they're going to say to him. I saw this tweet yesterday, and I went, I've got to stop clicking on any of this stuff. The Chicago Bears reportedly had dinner with Eli Manning last night. The the entire team? (laughs) The Bears front office. Um, 
I just saw a tweet. Our good buddy David Kaplan said, uh, confirmed the Bears did not have dinner with Eli Manning last night. <laughs> Come on, Cap, you buzzkill there. I don't buy it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's just covering. <laughs> Chill. Because if you're the Bears, that's what you want to do. That's going to solve your quarterbacking situation. You know what? Actually, it's, hey, uh, how do you go from the verge of, like, being fired in obscurity and being a terrible team to suddenly winning the Super Bowl? I mean, that's exactly the position the Bears are in. Yes. How do you go from being a terrible team to immediately winning the Super Bowl? Yeah, this was this tweet. Uh, Eli Manning, dot, 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 in Chicago, dot, 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 at this restaurant, dot, 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 having dinner with, dot, 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 with at the Chicago Bears. I go, And I think somebody from the NFL Network is the one tweeting this out. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Wasn't this, um, remember, was was it uh, Dwight Howard when he was leaving the Lakers to go to the Rockets? And I think there was a report that he was going, that he was going back to the Lakers. And it turns out he just went back to the Lakers just to clean out his locker. But somebody reported Dwight Howard having second thoughts, wants to go back to the Lakers. Dwight, back with the Lakers, question mark. And then all of a sudden I go, wait, he, wait, he's going back to the Lakers? And then he just went back, I think, to clean out his locker. Dot, dot, dot. Yes, McLaughlin. Whatever happened to that Tom Brady Greenwich house that we talked about a couple months ago? I haven't heard any... Any follow-up from real estate people about Tom Brady's real estate plan? I, I think he bought a place in Greenwich. So is he going to live there in the off-season or down the road? Or, I mean, wouldn't we run into him a little bit? Like, you go to spin class with him or something? Well, what I'm hearing, sources close to my spin class telling me, Giselle may get a bike. Yo, You and, and Giselle in yoga class. Yeah. Ooh. You know, nobody looks good in yoga class. You start okay. By the end of 90 minutes, hot yoga, nobody's hot. <laughs> Nobody looks hot in hot yoga. Because I, trust me, I am concerned about it. Because you, you do it in front of a mirror, so you're constantly staring at yourself. And uh, you just realize you look even worse, like, every minute that ticks on. But, no, I think they did buy a place there. Uh, Mike in Los Angeles joins us. Hi, Mike. What do you have for me today? Yeah, I love that Bachelor game show with uh, Tom Brady. What he can do is he can interview every coach, you know, talk about play selection, talk about all their, you know, play calling and, and whatnot. And at the end of the night, he could say, would you accept this uh, play sheet? And then... <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Would you accept this this uh, headset? But thank you, Mike. Uh, Lucas in Virginia joins us. Hey, Luke. What's going on, Dan? Hey, Luke. I'm a huge Titans fan, but on the flip side, I, I'm a huge Tom Brady fan. But my theory on the Titans and Patriots is a, it's a bad move for Tennessee because if Brady's going to stay two years, does that mean Super Bowl or bust in two years? And then we're going for another quarterback in two years and we're using all of our draft resources on another quarterback again? Well, I, I don't I don't think it's a bad deal, a bad situation for the Titans because you went to the AFC title game and you have something there. And thanks for the phone call, Lucas. If I'm the Titans, yes, I want Tom Brady. 
you know, don't worry about two rings. Get one ring. Like, just worry about this upcoming season because it doesn't matter after that. If you would win the Super Bowl with Brady, then who cares what happens the following year? But if Brady can get you there sooner than Ryan Tannehill can. Yeah, see. Doesn't the uh, Bachelor do, like, those intimate dates where, like, they get one-on-one time? Yeah. If they go behind a closed the door. fantasy suite. Oh, the fantasy yeah. suite. Yeah. That's yeah. like they have the tape room. Yeah. And that's where oh. Brady and the coach just go oh. into the tape room. And all you hear is that the door is closed, but the mics are still high. Oh, I like what you're doing here Ooh, with this package. that looks so good. Cover two. Oh, Cover two. Oh, oh, oh nice two. package. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the running back yeah. is a wild. Oh, yeah, I oh, like it. Oh, the wildcat. Oh, that's hot. That's, that's so hot. hot. Yeah. I just really feel a connection with you right now. <laughs> Throw in the flat. Throw in the flat. I don't know that I've ever felt before. Oh, I love your check down. That's yeah, a hot read. Oh, that is. Oh, Green Bay team. Oh, oh, audible. And audible. then he has to tell the next coach, be like, I'm sorry, but I was with Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> what? You said that we had something special. No, then you'd be out, like, in some other random part of the house. Like, there'd be a, a secret place you could go, and then Vrabel's waiting in the film room for Tom. Did I see you watching tape with Mike Vrabel? Then all of a sudden, you he sees the light flicker of the, the old-time projector where they're watching game film, and then Vrabel then walks out. It's like, Tom, how could you? Yes, McClellan. There's always one eccentric uh, cast member, like a weirdo, and we clearly got that one. Vegas Raiders coach, John Gruden, would be amazing on that show. There's always one guy who's a little different. Well, you always have to have the crazy girl. Yeah, that's Gruden. Yeah. Gruden's going to yeah. be walking around the house yelling, <laughs> spider-wide banana. This guy. All right, we'll take a break. More phone calls coming up. Top of the hour, Rick Carlisle of the Mavs after Dallas beat Zion and company last night. Back after this. When it comes to comfort down below, there's underwear, and there's Tommy John, the revolutionary clothing brand that's redefined comfort for Americans everywhere, including me. To put it simply, Tommy John doesn't give an F. They give three Fs, fabric, fit, and function. See what I did there? Tommy John obsesses over every little detail and stitch by using proprietary fabrics that perform like nothing you've ever worn before. As a result, Tommy John's men's and women's underwear sport a non-wedgie guarantee. No wedgies, comfortable, stay put, waistbands, and a range of fabrics that are luxuriously soft, Feather light, moisture, wicking, breathable, and designed to move with you, not against you. No bunching, no riding up. If you prefer to shop in stores, you can find them in over 1,200 retail locations across the country. Give three Fs about your underwear and upgrade with Tommy John today. Hurry to TommyJohn.com slash Patrick for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash Patrick for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash Patrick. Once again, hurry to TommyJohn.com slash Patrick for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com slash Patrick. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now back to the show. I uh, just saw this from Jason Lockenfora. Covers the NFL for CBS. The NFL Players Association has made the entire proposed collective bargaining agreement available to players and agents. It's 456 pages long. Yes, it's out in the public. I could print it for no, you if you want. No, no, no. I, I, I couldn't care less. Even the table of contents is like four pages. Do you, did you see Jason Lockenfora? He threw out this. Well, he said he got it from an agent. And he said, 
this is what the Cowboys should do. And he said that they should offer Dak Prescott a 10-year deal for $350 million. And he said, have a lot of this in signing bonuses, I think uh, like $125 million in signing bonuses. And therefore, the first five years, he's only going to count like $4 million, $5 million, $6 million, $7 million, $8 million against the cap. And then in the final five years, it won't be as user-friendly, but I think the most he's going to make in a season would be $40 million. I, I don't want Dak Prescott for 10 years. And I don't know if he got it from Dak's agent, but that that's if I'm if I'm Zach's agent, I put it out there. Hey, uh, how about this? How about you give him a ten-year deal for three hundred fifty million dollars? I would franchise him this year and next year, and that's it. And then I find out: Do I have a a Hall of Fame type quarterback, or can I move on from this quarterback? And by then, in two to three years, your window of opportunity may have closed dramatically in Dallas. Yeah, McLevin. Just the way you structure that, a source close to Dak Prescott. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Namely, his agent says they should pay him $45 so, million or something. So here it is from Lock and Four. Ten years, $350 million, $125 million signing bonus, a staggering $143 million paid out in the first three years of the deal. Right. goes on to say, that under the proposal, Prescott's base salaries first five years, four, six, eight, ten, twelve million. The bonuses can be spread out over a maximum five years, so the one twenty-five counts twenty-five million per year against the cap, first five years. And then after that final five years, thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine, forty million dollars. Uh no. I think that's stupid. Ten years? What what quarterback other than Patrick Mahomes? Now, now, if you say you're going to do that with Patrick Mahomes, I go, okay, I'm going to save money here, and, and I might get a team-friendly discount here. Fine. Ten years for Dak Prescott? No. No, no. I like him. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback, at times very good quarterback. But uh, 10 years? Nope. Not going to do that. Not going to do 10 years. Ooh. Is there any other? Like Deshaun Watson, I wouldn't do 10 years because of injuries. Yeah, McLovin. Yeah, it's like Mahomes, and that's about it, right? I mean, the Eagles do like Carson Wentz. I wouldn't give him 10 years. Injuries? Yes. He's always injured. It's the way he plays. I, this this contract with Carson Wentz, I'd really think hard after it's all done, do I want to sign him up again? And what's the going rate going to be by then? Like We're going to get to $40 million for a quarterback and not even think twice about it. Yeah, McClellan. Well, if they pass the 17-game thing by the 12th, yeah. then the numbers have to jump up immediately, right? So, yeah. so everyone's... Dak's got to wait, I imagine, to see. And also, you wonder about the timing of getting this collective bargaining agreement passed because McLevin and I were talking about this yesterday. You know, you're, we're maybe teetering on a recession here, and this was brought up to me by a source, I think it was around Thanksgiving, where or it was close to that. He said they got to get this deal done because 
the owners think there's going to be a recession. So now they got to go to the TV networks and be able to get all this money, too. So once you get the deal done, now you go to the TV networks, and then you're going to get a 10-year deal with the networks. And you want that money guaranteed by the networks. You know, if there's a walkout, a strike, you want to make sure you're getting guaranteed money here with the NFL. But to get this deal done, get it done now, and the value that you think you're going to get or what it's worth now with these TV networks, you know, that's why the owners are trying to expedite this. And that's what made me nervous about it. It felt like they were really happy to get this passed. And that made me squirm a little bit here. With the 17 game, I would not sign up for that. I wouldn't. But it's being voted on. They got their ballots uh, two hours ago, and they have until – I guess that's the reason why you have until next Thursday. you got a week because it's 456 pages long. Do they have a Cliff Notes version? Because that's what I always did in high school. You know, Beowulf, I'd go, Where, Cliff Notes version. Did that get you by? Well, my English teacher, Mrs. Ross, knew. You know, I think she liked me. My teacher was in the NBA. No, she knew that it wasn't in English or Beowulf, but, you know, I think she was amused by me. So I think she realized that she took pity on me. I was kind of a mercy kill. You know, it's not like a D. I think it was like a C plus, C minus or something, a C. And I was good with that because I had jumpers to hit and I had girls to make out with. Not in that order. Final hour coming up. Rick Carlisle of the Mavs will join us here on the Dan Patrick Show. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify, and it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcast. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right, no credit card necessary, and simply search for our shows to start listening. By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. <laughs> 